Hi, and welcome to the TSW podcast, providing insight from thought leaders, success stories, and practical mental and physical tips to help you on your journey to recovery with your host, Claire Hart. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the TSW podcast. I'm your host, Claire Hart. Um, and I just want to say, sorry, this episode is coming out a little bit later than originally intended. Um, I actually uh, recorded this with Cara prior to speaking to Dr. Rappaport um, and then went on holiday, then had a five-day power cut here in the countryside and then have gone through a bit of a flare. Um, so all in all, a bit delayed. Um, but Cara, I mean, what an incredible lady to chat to. So Cara Ward, you might know her better as Cara's Next Chapter on Instagram. Cara has been such a vocal voice in the community, passionately raising awareness of topical steroid withdrawal for a long time. Um, and Cara went through her recovery a long, long time ago, almost seven years ago, um, actually just over seven years ago. So, you know, Cara was doing this when there was limited information out there. Um, and so she really talks about her ethos, which a lot of you will know is around natural healing, giving your body time. Um, we talk about kind of how she went through that, her mental state during it, the guidance she would give to other people. Um, and then also we talk about um, post-recovery, post-physical recovery, the mental recovery that happens. And I found a lot of value in talking about that as well and just kind of preparing yourself in the right way for even when your body gets there, um, what, what, what the impact might still be for your mental state. So I hope you get a, a lot out of this conversation. I certainly did. Um, Cara's produced some incredible resources for the community um, all on her blog. She talks about lots of different facets of topical steroid withdrawal. Um, and I will link to all of those in the show notes. So yeah, get involved, have a read. Um, and I hope you take away some benefit from that. Just before we jump into the interview, I wanted to also give you a bit of an update on my situation. Um, throughout, you know, the recordings that I've done so far, you know, I've re referenced that my skin was doing really well coming off of cyclosporin. Um, and recently I've gone into a huge flare. So I wanted to be really transparent about that. Um, just a, a quick recap for anybody who doesn't know who might be listening to this for the first time. I was put on topical steroids at three years old. I've been them on, on them for 37 years. Um, and, you know, towards the last... 15 years, that was uh, Tacrolimus and Protopic, sorry, Tacrolimus, which is Protopic, and Elecon, which is a potent steroid. Um, I went into topical steroid withdrawal in March last year, and then went on cyclosporin around month four of my cold turkey recovery, um, basically because I just, I wasn't coping very well. And then I've had probably about seven months of really lovely, perfect skin on cyclosporin. Um, only towards sort of the last month did I start getting rashes again on my arms and a little bit of dry skin on my face, but really nothing to, you know, be disappointed in compared to, you know, topical steroid withdrawal and eczema. It was really, really manageable. And then this year, I knew I wanted to get off it. I wanted to just be, you know, going through natural recovery. And I got COVID in January. And my dermatologist said to stop cyclosporin at that point to help my immune system fight it off. So I did. But I took the opportunity to stop entirely. 
and I've probably got through about five weeks with good skin um, and then um, insomnia came back and then my skin has really gone into a bad bad flare um, basically to come off a of cyclosporin my dermatologist would have kept me on it for much longer and would have tapered me so I've I knew I was coming off it in the wrong way but for some you know naive reason I thought maybe it would be okay <laughs> Uh, so yeah so I've had a really bad flare went skiing had horrendous skin that whole time and really bad insomnia um, and then started going to skin sol solace yeah solace <laughs> I have real problems pronouncing that for some reason in Andover in the UK so that's run by Louise King and her partner Jing um, who I'll hopefully be speaking to soon on the on the podcast and started treatment. So I've had two treatments. I put up some pictures recently showing both my skin before I went and then after two treatments. For some reason, my skin has reacted really well to treatment and it's looking really good after two treatments. Now, I'm perfectly aware that actually it's probably going to go downhill again or it's going to completely plateau. But right now, I'm incredibly grateful that it's better. I'm signed off work at the moment and might be for a little bit longer but just really grateful that it's getting manageable again. So yeah, I just wanted to share my journey with you as well and be really transparent about the ups and downs and all the different things that we experience. So I hope hope that's helpful. I hope you really enjoy this episode. Cara is such a delight. Um, if you have any questions for myself or Cara, please do just reach out on Instagram. Uh, we'd be very happy to answer any questions. And yeah, have a look in the show notes for Cara's blog posts and yeah if you have anything you want to chat to me about or if you have any recommendations of people that you would love to see featured on the podcast let me know um and yeah take care everybody and best of luck in your own recovery journey How are you? I mean, you look so beautiful in all the photos I ever oh. see of you. Your skin is incredible. So, yeah, how are you well-being-wise? You are so kind. Um, yeah, no, it's been really good. Um, very good, actually. Um, I've basically, I've been well for about, I think, I, can't, I lose track of time because I can't believe how long it's been. Um, but I recovered from TSW in 2015. And kind of since then, apart from an allergic reaction last year that kind of like threw everything off course, I've had like skin freedom for about six, nearly seven years. And that's still hard to get my head around. Um, you know, so it's just it's just been incredible really um I can't I can't believe it it's been quite a ride <laughs> yeah I love the way you say that as well skin freedom I mean that literally sums it up doesn't it when you're free really from moisturizers does. and medication yeah no absolutely because I think most of us it it's it's silly to say this but it feels a bit like a life sentence and you feel like you've almost got this weight on your back of moisturizers steroid creams all this stuff that we have to think about we can't even just leave the house sometimes without having a backup of something just in case what if we need everything as just there and I mean 
I had eczema as a child. I've had, I'd lived with like a skin condition quite chronically throughout my whole life. And so I always had to just think of my skin as almost this other person on my shoulder. Like always like, what would your skin do? So it sort of definitely sort of influenced my food. It influenced the kind of clothes I could wear. It influenced everything. It influenced sleepovers because there's so many parts that people don't realize when you have a skin condition that it is a life sentence because you have to think of it constantly. It just mm. never lets up, um, which is kind of nuts. Um, yeah. And a little bit sad, I think more definitely needs to be done to stress that, you know, people think of skin conditions as rashes or spots and they don't think about it on the mental side of the toll it can take and how much you have to think about your skin. Mm. Um, it can be quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, I completely hear that. And um I mean, we'll talk about kind of your history um, with eczema and kind of how it developed into TSW. But I think, you know, you've touched on really something important there, which is even when you're younger and it is just kind of what you think is just eczema, you know, that that burden of always thinking about it or being in the playground and people looking at you and or, you know, yeah, it's a constant, right? So to get to where you are now and have that mental capacity to be like, I don't, I don't have to think about this anymore. What a relief. I, I totally agree. And it's still after all this time. And I don't, I really hope it doesn't leave me because there's such a wonderful, immense sense of gratitude around the smallest things um, that I am allowed to do. You know, I feel like my chains have gone <laughs> and I'm sort of freed because it means I can get in the shower. That's still mind blowing to me. That I can go in a shower and get out and it's not thinking about plethora of things I need to do before I can even think about you know getting changed and getting Mm. dressed ready to go out for the day so yeah no the small things just are the best yeah really really now and I'm going to go off at a tangent already so so hopefully I'll reel myself back in but do you do you still have to be a bit mindful about what kind of products that you use or actually could you go to a hotel and risk using the little bottle of shampoo and whatever they've got there and it's all good (laughs) Well, the weird thing is I could use it, but I don't really want to probably. And I don't know if like half of it is, you know, you know, you you can take the girl out of the eczema and TSW, but you can't take the TSW out of the girl because you've got this mindset that's so in you. I, I just always would avoid heavily perfumed things. One, I don't like the idea of them on my skin because post TSW, I don't want anything on me like and that's where my skin feels happiest I actually like skin freedom I want to be free and you know before TSW I was wearing like heavy foundation heavy makeup I was wearing heavy moisturized all this heavy stuff that like it felt like it was on my back just so much weight (laughs) so the second like seeing sort of these over perfumed chemical things it just sort of makes me recoil a bit Mm. so I just always gravitate I don't know why to less just generally that's just my skin feels happy and I think through TSW especially I think all of us become so tuned to our body. It's like we're having a constant conversation with our skin. And that's what's really cool. I think almost your skin's like, no, mate, don't put that on your skin. You know, I'm not happy. I don't want that. And it's just, I don't know. I think I just, so I wear perfume and I love wearing perfume. That's something that's kind of like a luxury to me. And I love wearing it. I don't wear it every day, but I love wearing it when I do. I love wearing makeup. I don't wear face makeup or anything. I do prefer my skin to breathe. 
but so if I'm out, like if I'm at work, we have heavily perfumed soap and I use that and I don't have a problem with it. So if it's there, literally there's nothing else in the world, I'll use it, but I prefer not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. fascinating. And I, yeah, I think, um, I, well, I assume as we go through your story, that sort of natural theme is going to come out strong because, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's the beautiful power of your story, Cara, is that, oh, it's time. Um, which you know is incredible. So yeah, we'll we'll dig into that, and I assume that sort of proliferates through the, through the rest of your story. Um, <laughs> but so, so tell me, uh, we touched a little bit there, but talk to me about your history. So you had eczema as a young child. What what kind of age did that start? Um, so my mum noticed that I had a little rash on my wrist as a six month old baby. Um, my mum took me to the doctor and the doctor said it's eczema. They prescribed hydrocortisone and it's all very, you know what's sad? I wish I have every single thing written down because so much of it, like all of us, you just wish you knew like details, but essentially yeah i developed this patch on my wrist at six months and um they said it was eczema i used hydrocortisone and i don't believe that my skin changed to tsw or anything like that till much later but i do think that the hydrocortisone that i used as a baby did force patches to come out elsewhere so i think if maybe it'd been left alone it may have just dried up and moved on interestingly which i'm finding is quite common for a lot of people i speak to um during with tsw um the rash um happened when my mom transitioned from breast milk to cow's milk and that does seem to be very common so whilst i don't have like a dairy intolerance and i never seem to have had one i do think that like the shock to a baby system i think i wish that the medical profession would acknowledge this might not be eczema this might just be a natural rash that a baby's gonna get and it doesn't mean they've got an eczema you know any Mm. kind of skin condition so yeah um so I basically had childhood eczema you know and it wasn't too severe or anything thankfully and at about seven or eight years old I actually seemed like I'd grown out of it um but when I went to secondary school um, and, you know, stresses, hormones, all that wonderful stuff that hits you, my eczema came up so badly and it was just getting worse and worse. And I do believe that it was stress predominantly because I didn't have the best time at secondary school. Um, and I think when I was about 13 or 14, um, I, my eczema was so bad um, that I was... Uh, referred to the um, hospital to see like and I saw so many dermatologists there and as we've all sort of um, had to deal with for the most part they throw steroids immunosuppressants all that stuff at you so um, I did use them um, but my mum to to say my mum is very very cautious when it comes to any kind of medication so thankfully she did use it very very sparingly but my skin was not in a good place and what, and what um, was she using then what, what what was it that was prescribed to you at that point i think they were sort of mildish topical steroids and we were trying to just not use them so heavy moisturizers a lot of my treatment i would say before my sort of teen teens was like heavy emollients that mm-hmm. kind of thing but again it's all a lot of guesswork because this is going back yeah. now a crazy amount of time um but yes so unfortunately my skin took a turn 
really for the worse um, when I was prescribed both a course of prednisone, the oral steroid, and also protopic. Um, I actually got a bit of a shock recently because I always thought, and I've always talked about my sort of skin really deteriorating when I took the oral steroids, but I've looked back, I got my hospital records last year and my jaw dropped when I saw how much protopic I was using around that time. It was quite shocking. So it's, to be honest, from what I can see from my hospital records, it's actually a mixture of protopic and the oral steroid prednisone. That's when my skin really deteriorated. And from that point, I could not function without some kind of, you know, immunosuppressant, which for me was protopic or topical steroids predominantly. I've only taken one course of um, oral steroids mm, and mm-hmm. it's just mostly been topical steroids. And then, you know, from that point, I would just, everyone was saying to me, it's worsening eczema, you know, all that kind of jazz. And it that kind of went on for about 10 years, vicious cycle. I'd try a few times to stop using the medication. I'd go to the doctors because it went out of control. They'd say it's worse than the eczema. You know, your only hope is to use X, Y, and Z. Then, I, you know, it was just like this vicious circle forever. Um, and so that was kind of my life up until the age of 25. Um, and then I found TSW and everything literally changed. It's kind of nuts. And tell me, how what, what was your first introduction to TSW? How did you find out about it? So, yes, um, there was one particular time when I was 25. Um, my mum had had a conversation with me in the morning and she was like, Cara, you have got to do something about your skin. And, you know, I'd sort of, you know, brushed it off again. Um, but then that night, I don't know what it was. It was something about it really hit me. And in a moment of desperation, I Googled, um, I don't know why, I can't tell this part of it without just feeling really emotional. I I don't know why, it's really weird. Um, But yeah, I um, Googled something like addicted to steroids and it was literally like a light bulb and it just, everything clicked. And suddenly, and I think this is the thing for most of us, everything made sense because I think for so many of us, we have been living this confusing, like we can't understand our skin for so long because everything doesn't make sense and everything clicked. And it was truly one of those wonderful moments of clarity. And it was like, finally, I have an answer. I don't have someone saying you can manage something. You have like a potential path where, you know, one day things, you know, might get better. And yeah, it just, it turned out to be the best decision I've ever made in my life. Yeah. I think it was the same with Louise as well when I was speaking to her that um it is it is a hundred percent a light bulb moment and all the questions you've ever had you're like of course of course that's what it is yeah. and why on <laughs> earth are the doctors not seeing that too because it's so logical to me that this is what exactly. it is I 100% agree like it just it is common sense it's not even like you need to have a medical degree it's like mm. of course of course mm. that's it and I just I'm just so grateful so yeah. so grateful I found it I just feel for the thousands hundreds of thousands of people who are still going to the doctors mm. and they're being told it's worsening eczema and you know they just haven't got a clue yeah um, hopefully, hopefully one day well well okay. done for finding out so soon as well I mean I'm so jealous of everybody who had the impetus <laughs> to start googling <laughs> it you know back back when you were because 
you know, I've just kind of always been like, oh, it's flaring up, slap some more protopic on it, da 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 um, and actually I should have just looked a long time ago and it, you know, I, I think I could have saved myself about 10 to 15 years of me ignoring my body screaming at me. Um, oh, bless you. But the thing is, I do, uh, going on about that T word, but I do think you find it at the right time for you. I think it just happens for a reason really. And I don't think, I think we already beat ourselves up a lot through our skin and we blame ourselves completely unnecessarily for so much of why you know we're going through TSW when it's nothing to do with us and I think you were you were doing what most of us do which is putting our faith in doctors who are amazing like it's sad isn't it like through TSW you Mm. end up having to sort of say bad things about doctors when I have so much respect for them but you know that you know they do put themselves in a position of trust and we follow what they say so yeah yeah I think that's it's a really good point actually because yeah uh, you know massive respect for doctors my mum was a nurse and you know historically yeah 100% like go I've always gone along with kind of what's been what's been prescribed to me and I think I think going through this process has made me just do all my own research now um, and really listen to what my body's saying and then go equipped with the questions and the things that I've seen to have a more informed conversation. Um, and, and, you know, even through, you know, my, myself and my husband have been through lots of fertility issues, which I'm now suspicious. Could that be related to steroids? Anyway, that's another story. Um, but, you know, doing that research to be able to say, actually, this is what my history is and these are the things I'm seeing. And I think it might be X. Let's talk about that. I think it's really important. No, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I wouldn't be surprised if any of these things are linked. I think it's sort of, I think TSW generally just opens your eyes and suddenly you see everything very differently. It's kind of nuts. Yeah. So talk to me about, you know, so, so you had this light bulb moment, you, you found out about TSW, um, and then kind of, did you just go straight into withdrawal, or did you start trying to taper? What was your approach? Well, the problem is, I am like a very stubborn person. So when I've made a decision about anything, which has sometimes been for my downfall, like, I will be doing this, like, I will be going through it. So the second I saw it, I was like, I'm never using them again. And I just felt it, I just felt it very strongly. And I I didn't want to use them again. I was, and I think, to be honest, at this point, I was so completely and utterly done with that medic. I was so fed up it was just the right time and thankfully I was in the right position to everything seemed to be just coming to it you know everything seemed to be leading to this point with regards to tapering I'd already been sort of tapering like because I've been trying desperately to get off this medication forever um so leading up to like going through TSW I was only using like hydrocortisone like the tiniest patch of hydrocortisone on my like sort of jaw chin area and my hands um but it was literally the second that I took it away that's when I got symptoms it's like it doesn't matter how small it is it's like if it's in your system it's suppressing it if that makes sense so Mm. it was the second no matter how I did it no matter how what kind of loophole I tried it was the second I took it away. It was like, no, now mm. we have to, you know, you have to go through it and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it was just, it, for me, it was like the only way is through blinkers, just get on with it and sort of, oh gosh. Pray for the best. On that one. 
you know, I, I, there was something you said earlier that I, I meant to pick up on, but about getting hold of your medical records most recently. Um, and I think I think that's so interesting. And, and part of me is intrigued to do it, but also really scared. I, I yeah. don't know whether I want to see how many <laughs> thousands of tubes I've probably got through over the years. Oh, I totally understand. I still haven't looked at my medical history. I've I got this. I basically at the same time as requesting my medical records. It must be over a year ago. No, I think it was in January. Weirdly, twenty twenty one. Um, I requested at the same time my hospital records and my medical records. My medical records have been on a CD ROM or whatever it's called, and I've just not touched it because I'm terrified. So I totally feel you. But I think for a lot of us, there is a lot of emotion attached to like these things. Mm. You know and it's sad it's very very sad you sort of and I see like kids now and I hear about what they're going through you know and all the treatments they're using and they're kind of I feel them and I just it's so it's just there's so much trauma that Mm. goes with these things so no I totally understand and I think that is another thing that you've got to do at the right time and you know I don't know getting severely drunk first I don't know (laughs) I, oh my God. I, and, and I wonder whether that like plays into, you know, if you did have eczema as a child and this has stemmed from childhood, you know, it's an integral part of your identity as well in a, you know, not a great way, obviously, you know, the whole kind of going to school and maybe people commenting on your eczema or for me getting my arms bandaged at nighttime and my legs bandaged. But it is somehow part of who I identify with in a way. I'm that girl who's got that thing and you know, it's made me a bit sort of kooky in some ways, I suppose. And maybe that's Um, part of the whole fear, I suppose. I don't know. No, absolutely. I think it inadvertently does become a big part of our life because it is. And, you know, it becomes a big part of our identity because so much of our life is taken up with our skin. I think it's a very, very big part of it. So I, I totally understand. I think it is a part. You know what? Now, looking back, I'm quite glad I had it because I think it you know I think skin conditions or anything it when you don't have them it does give you a deep sense of gratitude and it gives you an understanding of what is important and I think sometimes when you don't understand if you know if you do without something when you're given something it just gives you this extraordinary perspective and I think you know there's there's positives and negatives in everything but I do think Thing, you know there can be a positive for most things yeah find, really absolutely so, yeah. absolutely so obviously Sakari started your recovery um and then talk to me about kind of what you tried during re- your recovery to provide you with some relief and what worked and what didn't work well it, it's difficult and I think I've probably been you know in the past I've been like I didn't use anything nothing really helped very it's very unexciting um my whole withdrawal experience I think like most of us most of us go into TSW thinking we can heal it um you you know buying health foods or health supplement like all these like you know I my mum came back from Holland and Barrett and she spent 140 pounds and she had like olive oil soap and you know coconut oil hair shampoo and conditioner like all these things and they looked so nutritious and glorious and it was like wonderful they got binned like within two minutes of like the olive oil soap uh, just as a little effort no one should ever sort of subject themselves to olive oil soap it goes like this like grime like this sludge all over your bath but like 
I do think all of us go in with this like beautiful hope of like healing it, you know, but yeah, very quickly, I was like, this is not going to work. Like, it's just not happening. I also tried at the beginning eating really healthily. And, you know, I, I never really cut out like gluten and dairy. I never really saw the point, you know, of like excluding whole food groups because I, I think innately, I always thought of it as a drug withdrawal opposed to a skin condition, but I definitely did try to tighten up my diet. But then I remember, I think it was at the end of like month one or two, I was flaring really badly. I wasn't eating any chocolate, any ice cream. And I thought, why am I, I'm already like suffering. Why? Just, you know, so I literally remember my mum, cause I couldn't leave the house. My mum went out and got me this massive tub of Ben and Jerry's fish food. And I sat there and it just, you know what? So from that point, I kind of, to be honest, I do eat generally quite healthy, but TSW from that point, I never, sort of took away any foods you know um and with regards to there's so much debate in tsw around moisturizers do you use them do you not use them and i through especially in 2013 when i started it no one really talked about not using it so and because you've got from like 20 plus years of being told to moisturize 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 i never thought i couldn't use them so i used them and i used a lot of people especially on like the it's sam website which was kind of like the only place um apart from like a few blogs which were a godsend um mostly on it's and they were saying use petroleum jelly um and that was to be honest the only moisturizer i don't know if you can really call it a moisturizer but it was the only sort of thing that would not majorly irritate me i mean the thing is for tsw you're irritated and you're you know mm. your skin's very uncomfortable but it was the, it was the best for me at the time mm. but i found as time was passing i was like i hate using this stuff i hate using it and it felt like again it felt very cloying and heavy and thick and i was i don't know i felt like it got to the point around six seven months into withdrawal where i was like i don't want to use it so, I mean, there was literally nothing online. So this was all sort of in my head. I thought I'm gonna try and take this away slowly because I had tried one time to just stop using it immediately. The, oh my gosh, the pain. Like, I, this is why when I talk about moisturized withdrawal, never ever take it away in one go because that is agony. <laughs> it's literally like a Chinese burn constantly. Like, even if you don't move, it's just so painful. So I, um, I decided through trial and error, I slowly took away petroleum jelly until I was only using it on my face and hands. And then at that point, I just cut it off completely. And I noticed a real change in my skin. Um, I will say, like, you know, I'm not a medical professional. This is all just guesswork as a woman going through DSW. But I, I definitely think for me, it helped me. Um, Saying that, I, I think sometimes people look at moisturized withdrawal as an, a healing aid. It's not going to heal you, but it might take away some of the irritation and it might also take away some of the redness, which it did for me. Um, but I mean, like I said, it, it doesn't heal you. But I think the real benefits of something like moisturized withdrawal are found after TSW because that's when I found my natural oils returned because I wasn't using a moisturizer, which I'd used my entire life. Suddenly my skin was able to, you know, work for itself um, again. And that was quite extraordinary in itself. So, yeah, I would say for me, the real benefit during TSW was 
be kind to myself, to be honest. Like I found distractions were the best form of like a coping mechanism. So I surrounded myself with positive things. Thankfully, there wasn't so much social media. Like, so I just kind of cut off from everything, which for me was healing. Um, Cause I think the mental side of things, especially now it can, I, I can't imagine someone going through TSW now with the sheer volume of information. And I think to be honest, the lack of information when I went through it in 2013 was almost like a, you know, I think it was an aid. Um, so yeah, I, I surrounded myself with positivity and tried to keep cool, but that literally for me, I never really took any supplements and, and I've never really been a fan of supplements generally, even before TSW. Like, I think this is sort of like a, you know, I always prefer to eat an orange opposed to taking mm. vitamin C, if that makes sense. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, as a, you know, I just sort of got through it. And I mean, I sort of was in a very fortunate position, which I know that most people going through TSW, you know, don't have where they've either got a dependent, you know, they've got to work, you know, they've got children, anything. And that thankfully my mum supported me emotionally and financially. So I didn't have to consider anything else, which in itself is a, you know, an aid <laughs> during mm. TSW. So yeah. I, I think, I think something you mentioned there though is so brave, Cara, which is, you know, you mentioned obviously the the downside of social media, which completely, when you're in a bad space and you see other people struggling can be so traumatic. And I've had to, you know, I end up giving myself a bit of a panicky heartbeat sometimes and have to kind of step away from it. But to go through TSW and not have at your fingertip all of the success stories, really easily accessible to say, oh, okay, I know it's going to be brutal and it could be a really long time of being brutal, but there's this one and that one and that one who have all got there and cool, that means, you know, their story is a bit like me and hopefully I'll get there. You didn't have that and I think that's really brave. It's kind of, you know what, I think, it, it's funny, in life, I think so much of us rely on information that's already available and people are telling us things and I think, for me, like there was so much doubt with TSW, so much doubt. I can't just, especially in the second year, like mentally in every way, it just, it just went downhill. It was horrible. But I think there was like a gut feeling, an intuition of what to do every single day. And, you know, I think I ha I definitely relied on the small amount of people that were sharing that it did get better. Like there were people, so I did cling on to them, but a lot of it was as well, my sort of gut feeling to keep going. And there was just like an innate, I felt like I was doing mm. the right thing. And, you know, I think these days there is so much information out there that we don't rely on, you know, that gut voice and that Absolutely. inner voice saying, do this. And I do feel weirdly, I am such a like I in life I'm someone who will try and do things quickly I will try and do things you know I will just the TSW and the way I was during TSW I'm usually really organized and I have to know what's happening every single day TSW was so amazing because I let go and I kind of just went with it and it was an extraordinary experience it was terrible and so so tough but it was also I don't know, it kind of opened my eyes to sort of just this whole new way of thinking and just going about things. It was extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. hear that, yeah. And, um, you know, you mentioned there about kind of gut feel, like listening to yourself. And I think it does teach you to be more like that. There's definitely times where 
I know my skin is saying to me, don't put anything on me today. Um, and then I'm like, cool, okay. And, and it's invariably better and calmer and less red. And um, and sometimes, you know, whereas historically, I would have looked at my skin like how it is now and it's a bit flaky and dry and been like, oh my God, immediately let's cake that moisturizer. <laughs> but I know my body is speaking to me and it's like, that's cool. It's okay. It's just a few flakes. Let's like chill out about it. <laughs> No, absolutely. I think that's like, I think it's such a good thing you say about like sort of chilling out about it. I think it sort of just make you sort of less panicky about the small things. And I think it just, you go with things a little bit more. And that's quite a wonderful, liberating thing in this age of sort of filters and perfection and all those kind of things. It is nice to sort of just mm. let go and go with it and sort mm. of trust yourself a little bit more yeah it is interesting I'm kind of thinking with the benefit of hindsight you know but actually where I am now is obviously very different to how I was in month three and four which I think you know kind of seeing a fair few people's stories now seems to be the crunch time of actually where everything is compounding and it's got really bad and you aren't able to sleep for your skin to recover um and then you know for me I I got in a really desperate place I really I wasn't looking at the big picture I wasn't you know I was just desperate and Cara you know from my, my story is I went and used cyclosporin to get me to where I am now and then I've come off it um but for you was there any particular low point where you were like I don't think I can make get through this right now I don't I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel oh god yeah <laughs> like I had like I, I will hasten to add, I never had like suicidal thoughts, but I definitely had moments of pure darkness where I could, like, it was like concentrated black. And I just thought, um, there's like one memory I remember I was sitting on the end of my bed and I didn't want to go to bed. I think a lot of us, and it's interesting you mentioned about like sleepless nights, I'd built up quite a fear of night, like just generally as, because it, it's sort of, when you're in pain or you can't sleep, night stretches out ahead of you and you can wake up in the middle of the night and it's just like the loneliest darkest crappiest place to be like I don't know what it is about nighttime, but it's just the worst during TSW when you can't sleep um so yeah I remember there was one time that I was sitting on the end of my bed and I remember I had like nerve pain really badly and I had like the feeling of bugs crawling up and it got a lot in my head and I thought I I just what what is this isn't life this isn't like living it's not like fun you can't function I think for most of us like the first six months in particular are sort of thankfully I don't consciously remember much of it because I think I was in some kind of weird uh, zombie hates like so I have these horrible flashbacks but a lot of it is like this blur and I look at pictures and I'm like oh my god that was bad um so I definitely had darkness but the thing is at the point that I was going through TSW I'd exhausted the the things that people had said are my only way of managing my skin and I thought you know, my skin was so thin using steroids. I thought I'll go back to steroids. And just before going through TSW as well, I had the hydrocortisone was starting not to work as well. So I went to the doctors and the doctor said, you, you know, use betanovate, you know, whatever. And I'd use betanovate and I knew how strong it was. And that was when the cogs were starting to turn. I was like, where am I going to get off? I'm getting, what will happen when the betanovate stops working? And that, and that, 
I knew I had no other option for me. Like, so for T TSW was literally my only option left to me. So I kind of had to keep going. And, you know, I, I was in a position where my mum did support me. And I think it is important to say that, you know, I, I didn't have anyone to look after. You know, I had no, you know, my mum did get behind me on this. And I mean, I would never have been able to go through TSW without my mum. My mum just, I mean, she had to look after at times like a 25 year old baby. I just, I was, I, I did nothing. I couldn't do much at all. Like she had to wash my hair at certain points of TSW. My hands were so, like so bad. So for me, I just, I just spent like 25 years dealing with skin. I was sort of done. I had no choice, but this for me, it was just, you know, I, I had to, you know, and it was to be honest, even in my dark moments where I think, I wish I just wanted that. I wanted to use steroids for the just some relief. That's what I wanted. I just wanted comfort. And I think that's the interesting thing as well. Like when you go through TSW, it becomes less about looking good and more about feeling comfortable. That was all I wanted during TSW. Um, sorry, there's a few things that always just get me. Mm. <laughs> um, but like um, all I wanted, like I remember I used to look at like lifestyle blogs and whatever. And there'd be people wearing clothes just walking out. And I thought, I just want to walk down the street and be comfortable. And I think that's what it just, that was all I wanted. So for me, I just had no other choice mm. um, but to keep going. And thankfully, my mum made that happen. Um, so, yeah, it was just for me, I just exhausted everything. And I, to be honest, I just knew that these, this medication was never like a cure if that makes sense it just never you know I think some of my friends have used Roaccutane for their acne and it's been quite transformative for a lot of people I know they've never had to use it again but with steroids and stuff it's more of a plaster or a you know a mask it sort mm. of temporarily you know sort of puts a you know mask on symptoms but they'll always come back so I knew I just I just knew I had no option really um apart from going through this absolute madness that is <laughs> oh yeah yeah and yeah it's interesting you say that because um I don't know why I think because I started so young I always just it, it just became was well, part of my life this is what I do I have to use these things I didn't ever have that step back where I was like oh they've given me Elecon now what like is that a stronger one than what I was on like I never did that until you know finding out about TSW and realizing the potency of ones I've been on um but it's interesting you mentioned there as well kind of like wanting a steroid for the comfort that it it would give you and even now like it, if I'm if I'm tired or I'm in bed and I can't sleep and I I know something's flared up on my arm it's almost like I still have that psychological imprint to be oh I'll just put that cream on it to fix it oh, and it's yeah. like no it's still there I'm like I haven't had it for like over a, I haven't used it for over a year but I still have those mental connections to say oh put a cream on it because it's a bit itchy and getting dry no absolutely and I think for most of us we're using these creams and these this medication through our formative years and I think that's when our mind is like a sponge and we're taking in that information and we are you know it's sort of inbuilt in our DNA <laughs> um, so I think it stays with us I think there are certain things that will stay for us for a very long time you know I think it's and I don't think this think that's necessarily a bad thing you know but you know but these things are a trauma they sort of 
you know getting your bones and stuff yeah it's a lot it's absolutely like the smallest things and from a sort of mental health perspective Cara is there anything that you did to kind of help you as much as possible from that perspective obviously you had amazing support from your mum but what else did you do honestly I did not look at anything negative and I looked I remember again back to the stone ages of TSW there was very little but there was an Itzan forum um but I found it so so like mentally like it was a weight so I had to stop looking um it was just too much for me so I, I literally surrounded myself with positivity and positive you know I read so much I wrote that was when I really started writing and for me writing definitely was a bit of a you know a coping mechanism and I sort of inadvertently found this sort of love of my life and it was it was an amazing thing so I wrote so much during TSW read so much and yeah just no negativity and I I mean before you know i I wasn't really going through TSW when there was much of a social media TSW community, but I came off my personal Facebook. I came off social media. I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to be online. I just wanted to not see anything, you know, and that really was a coping mechanism for me. And again, going back to now, if anyone's going through TSW now, I feel for you because I can't imagine how intense it must be. Like it's like a double-edged sword because there's so many wonderful things that come with this TSW social media. It's extraordinary. And some of the experiences with people will stay with me for the rest of my life. Like I've seen kindness and like anything ever in this community is quite extraordinary. Um, but it does, there's a price that's paid. It's just a lot, you know, um, we're already going through something that no one should ever have to go through. So to experience it on such a, on a worldwide scale, yeah, you know, yeah. some, we, you know, follow thousands of people. It's a lot, you know, and Completely. you've got to sort of make sure that you are being careful because I think not just TSW, but social media can be a dangerous thing. I think it's a very, it can be very toxic as well. And I think if we're, you know, we're recovering from something quite grand, um, we need to just make sure that we're being careful um, with with this deluge of information. Most of it you really don't need. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I, it's funny, isn't it? Because it completely echoed that point of like, there's so much love in the community, like so much beautiful love um, for when you need it. Um, and I don't, you know, I wouldn't have made some of some of the decisions at my lowest um, if it hadn't been for the help of reaching out to different people who had helped me pull through. But equally, you know, I, th- I don't think I ever really understood the term or oh, trigger <laughs> until <laughs> now, until now where I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. My skin is, is much better but I can easily get myself back in a really bad place if I look at like, and because you viscerally feel compassion for other people because you've been there and you know how dark it is and and you you write a message because you want to send them all your love and support. But very easily after looking at a few pictures, you know, like I said before, my, my heart will start racing. I can feel myself back there. Um, and yeah, there's got to be kind of some real sort of discipline and boundaries and how you choose to interact with it and how you show up for the community, but on your own terms, um, yeah. is really Absolutely. important. 
no I think there's that I, I keep I'm so terrible at relaying things I always forget half the sayings but you know they say in like if you're on a plane and you have to sort of give yourself oxygen before you and I think that has got to come into TSW put yourself first be the kindest you've ever been to yourself in your life during TSW just don't think about anyone else because you are this is a trauma this is something you need to focus your entire energy on you know it just yeah it's too much otherwise too yeah. much be kind to yourself be kind to yourself Absolutely. Absolutely. so Cara we, we touched on writing there I mean although one obviously you know really want to explore all of your incredible writing but kind of how you've shown up for the community for so long and created this you know incredible Instagram so many resources so much positivity like you pour your heart out there of like guys it's okay all you need is time and it's gonna keep going and you'll get there and talk to me about that because you know that's considering that you've recovered and you've been in recovery for such a long time now you know still showing up for the community now talk to me about that and what that gives to you well I mean it is like it's definitely it gives me a lot like I will say that like I I just I have been overwhelmed by some of the things that I've experienced whilst in this community I just the kindness of certain people has kind of floored me and also seeing the bravery of people sharing things so openly is quite extraordinary because I mean I you know waited till I got better before sharing I certainly could not have shared at my darkest during TSW oh my gosh but for me to be honest it was I, I talk about it like I discovered a religion and I wanted to share the gospel because I knew how desperate I felt before TSW when I thought I had to use this medication for the rest of my life. And it was almost like when I got better, I was like, oh, my God, guys, 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 this can get better. Guys, you, this is an eczema, <laughs> guys, you know, just this you might get, you know, if you were like me, I knew there was going to be so many people like me. And um, so kind of the way I've gone about things is what I would have liked to have had during TSW, you know, so for me, I just, you know, I just, I just had to keep sharing. It's like, it's TSW has a very, very big place in my heart, you know, for the last six years, it's become a big part of my life. You know, it, the irony is I've probably focused on TSW more since I got better um, <laughs> than I did when I was going through it, which is daft, but it genuinely it's like a real passion of mine you know I on two points one the absolute joke that is the way that eczema is treated and it's still happening and the way this medication is shared without sharing any of these dangers that's like part of it for me in life I you know when you watch things where there's like I mean just I can't bear it I'm like this is so wrong I have to do something it's so it's so wrong um so that's part of it I just people have to know you know I see babies and they're like you know they're going through eczema and you think stop them before they start using steroids you know just I just want people to know you know about this and you know when I got better the joy you know the joy was so extraordinary I just I just wanted other people to feel it and it so it's just passion really fuels it because you know it was such a big life altering part of my life and you know I just know there's thousands hundreds of thousands of me out there and if I can do anything in any way to help anyone 
um that's just amazing you know it is just it's something that I just have to do Mm, I think mm. it's you know it just felt very natural for me to do it if that makes sense you know writing and passion I've always loved blogging I set up a blog very quickly because it just felt like a natural thing for me to do um I just it was like a it was just like an urge yeah (laughs) almost yeah so yeah it just it's weird like I kind of doing TSW stuff is almost like washing my hair now it's just part of my life you know I've definitely found in the last year that I've had to take a lot of regular breaks from it because I found it quite heavy um a lot of different things that have happened to me personally have been quite I've also there's been a lot of negativity and there's been a lot of behavior that's really hurt me so I've had to sort of take a step back in certain ways but I will never stop because for me it is just part of my heart and it's just a big part of my life so yeah I just it's yeah (laughs) (laughs) I hear yeah no I was just thinking like because so much passion comes out of going through this right like I feel like um I mean, you know, I've got a really lovely sort of lovely relationship with my husband and life's pretty cruisy and my job's okay and all of that good stuff. But I didn't really have, well, what is my purpose? What am I contributing? And actually, if we're going through something so completely horrific, I feel like I found this energy and this verve and this, I I, I need to do something with this. Um, yeah. And, and that's incredible that from something so traumatic, a bit like the gratitude, right, of the little things. Like, I remember just, like, how painful it used to be just taking off my T-shirt. I used to dread putting my pulling my arms up over my head because it not only hurt, but it felt like it was draining. Like, it took all my energy to do that. And then to have that back, and it's mind-blowing, the gratitude for that small action, right? <laughs> oh it's so lovely I love this is like my favorite thing to hear in the whole world like it is like it's funny the small things are the biggest gift like they are just the best thing ever like feeling sun is just the best feeling in the whole world there's certain things it just it doesn't get old and I'm just so happy you're sort of you know in that place it's just it's just the best but now I think I think it's just so important to share I think we've all got to share and yeah I'm I'm very I'm things need to change things desperately need to change because no one should ever have to go through we what we have you know it is completely unnecessary the whole thing and that's what's so heartbreaking about it you know if it was something out of our control but you know no one has to deal with this yeah no one. well Cara you know on but you know me speaking on behalf of the community as a head <laughs> making myself the spokesperson um I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you've done for so long because you know I found you quite early on in my journey and you know I think a lot of people have relied on your resources and your incredible blog which we're going to talk about and obviously your books but you know you have been such a campaigner with that positivity and that message of like guys time 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 you know I know you're going to want to fix it quick but ultimately come back to your body knows what it's doing and we just need to go for the slow but natural heal and it will get there oh that's that really is that's so kind of you but honestly it's and like truly it is my pleasure like it is my pleasure um and yeah it just I'm I just feel very lucky to be part of this community and it's it's an extraordinary extraordinary thing so yeah so talk to me about your incredible blog so you've done you know it's really interesting articles about um 
eczema, hepaticum, and then also trichotillomania. I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, it's the longest tongue twister of a word. So trichotillomania. Um, That's the one. <laughs> and, and the derma... Dermatillomania. Yeah, no, they're really, really long words. Oh my gosh. So yeah, essentially like trichotillomania is hair pulling disorder. Um, dermatillomania is skin picking disorder. So it actually all ties in weirdly with the TSW. So with TSW, as we both know, like so much of it is like a mental battle. And I think I basically had trichotillomania and dermatillomania from 12 years old, which is tends to be the thing with these their compulsive disorders that um, categorized as and they usually come out during like puberty and stuff so I'd had them for a very long time sometimes very badly like I mean I never most people associate like hair pulling with the hair on your head never had that but I had it on my body and sort of um most sort of Aaron body hairs I would exterminate and it got really bad like certain parts especially in my like early 20s was exceptionally dark on my legs awful um but it wasn't until after tsw when i sort of i'd gone through that and i thought god i did that and i you know mentally tsw is such an ordeal and i thought you know i ignored those voices in my head saying to give up and you know the doubt and all of it and i just kept going and came out the other end and those tools I used to sort of learn how to manage my dermatillomania and trichotillomania so I because it also seems like speaking to a lot of people in the community dermatillomania seat with skin picking seems to be it goes hand in hand and I think there must be something about you know we obsess over our skin for so long that it turns into a bit of a compulsion sometimes to pick it you know there's so many different sort of variants of this so it's you know it's hard to, I'm discussing it very very broadly here um so yeah I just thought because something like trichotillomania and dermatillomania is also it's very secretive so I thought you know what I'm going to start talking about my experience with that because I have learned how to manage them um well so but for the most part my blog is about my tsw experience and to be honest i have learned so much from doing my blogs and because my favorite blogs to do are where i do like community posts like my herpeticum ones i learned so much and this again goes back to my love my true love of the community i have never seen oh my god sorry i'm very hormonal at the moment but i have never seen such giving like openness to share something that must have been so difficult like I did a post on um TSW and the genitals mm-hmm. um people gave me so much information with so much warmth and like openness I thought this is extraordinary and the the wonderful thing is because I'm now in this position people give me information that I thankfully I have a place I can put it yeah. so I feel like with in my blog, it's not really just mine. It is a community effort. Like I had on my TSW database, I wanted to collate everything I possibly could on TSW. So I like divided up into Instagram, TikTok, um, what did I do? Blogs, you know, media, any articles about TSW, all these kind of things. But then amazingly, someone got in touch and said, I've got a load of medical articles. Do you want them? And I was like, yes. <laughs> So suddenly this whole new part of my blog was born. So for me, so much of it is the community. Absolutely. And, it, and that's the most beautiful thing. It's by far the most, like, as far as I've made such 
amazing friends from this community, like friends for life. And just what I've just seen the most extraordinary kindness and that's gone into my blog. And yeah. I just feel very lucky and it's something that I'm really passionate about. And it just, for me, you know, I think a lot of what I do, like I said at the beginning, is what I needed during TSW and would like to have learned about because I knew nothing about eczema herpeticum. And if I'd had eczema herpeticum, I would have been like, what do I do? Oh my God, what is this? This is awful. Um, you know, and I probably would have maybe ignored it and then it might have been too late. So I'm always thinking like me and TSW and thinking what I needed and what I would have wanted. So yeah. No, it's just it's just a real love of mine. <laughs> yeah, and I have to say, for anybody who hasn't checked it out, go to so car if you go to Kara's new chapter Instagram, in her bio is a link to her blog, and it takes you first to Exma Hepaticum article. But after that, if you go and explore the other the other resources, I'm I was blown away. I mean, I have to say, Kara, I'd never had a, a, a full explore, but there's so much there. It's literally oh. like the you know the Bible of of um tsw so definitely Aww. definitely go and explore that or, or what kind of you know as you've had these interviews with people in the community what has been the thing that you you know has kind of blown you away that you've learned that you didn't know before i just i think to be honest it's like how strong people can be like i've like some of the things people have told me and what they've like like, cause I literally couldn't do anything during TSW and it, uh, the sum of the strength of people has blown my mind. And, you know, there's certain people I can think of that also on top of dealing with symptoms that are debilitating, you know, just keep, puts a smile on their face and they have this beautiful attitude. And that is just, it's glorious to like watch. It's glorious to follow. And like, like, for not going through TSW, I would not have experienced seeing this kind of, you know, this strength mm. is so beautiful. And, you know, to, you know, going through TSW, it could make you feel, you know, sad, you know, and like, but to see like just being unbroken by it and, is, and being positive, finding the positives in it is extraordinary. Yeah. So for me, it's just the strength that is just just glorious and just the willingness to just share you know and I remember when we were fighting against Sandra Lee who was a doctor who basically shared hydrocortisone um she had her own hydrocortisone and we were sort of campaigning against it like the people that got in touch to just share and just do what they could to help they gave me all these photos information and it just it just blows me away that just willingness and just, mm, mm. just glorious so yeah for that's me it's... yeah it's such a good point that you touch on there about you know the insta dermatology people and stuff and the products that are coming out um because I think yeah I just I mean <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that um I mean no. there's so much anger right Yes, it re it really, really upsets me. And, you know, because it's always shared flippantly. And, you know, there's no, you know, weirdly, someone sent me today, um, Aveeno have a hydrocortisone, they've called it the anti-itch cream. And it's, there's, it's just dumbs down the, you know, it takes it away from medicine. And I think this is what's so dangerous about putting this kind of medication on social media. There are no, like, listings of 
what these are actually are because you only see them on a glossy social media platform without a single sort of warning or anything and that is what's so so scary and you see all these like you know inverted commas natural creams and they're just full of steroids you know there's so much it's just it's just it all needs to just start again yeah. um and you know it needs to go back to medicine um you know instead of glossing it up into yeah. a product it, it's yeah crazy. it's um you know but it goes back to that thing about dermatology education right and I mean we had a really interesting conversation where I shared with you my email to the British Dermatology Association <laughs> that, oh my god that got knocked <laughs> back so I bet just for everybody listening so basically I I thought I would um, reach out to BAD to say, hey, look, this is, you know, the community are obviously struggling with this. Obviously, it's now been recognized in some respect, but I think there's a lot more to do because GPs and dermatologists, they don't know how to uh, recognize when it's happening, what the warning signs are, um, and then how to also do a simple test as to whether someone is addicted to steroids, which is obviously have a bit of a break and let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and if you start flaring up full body, you've got topical steroid addiction. Um, and that, you know, we could put together some case studies and stuff from the huge community. And it basically just completely got battered back immediately. Um, and then I kind of went back with some additional questions. And again, just completely not interested. And I shared it with Kara to basically say, hey, look, this is kind of what I'm seeing. And I, I was shocked by it. Um, Absolutely. I think to be honest, like to put it bluntly, I think the British Association of Dermatologists, BAD, very appropriately named, and the eczema associations have got a lot to answer for here. And I think they're very, very ridiculous statement they put out that was very flawed. I think it's just very interesting. I'd had a conversation with the, um, what are they called, National Eczema Society, um, literally two minutes, two months before that statement came out. and. I cannot describe how dismissive she was of TSW two months literally before that statement. And you just think you have facilitated so much suffering, like you have allowed this to happen. You know, you are the, you know, the first port of call for most people who have eczema. You know, eczema are the going to be the people who use steroids the most. It's just like, it's just so, so concerning. And it really, really drives me nuts that you know the people who are meant to be the sort of mothership of skin and that's their reaction to something that like you said at the beginning if I was a scientist or a doctor I'd be so excited by TSW as something to look into and research because I'd be like I want to learn this is extraordinary what happens to the skin what is going on how can it get better on its own when symptoms are so extreme all these things I'd love to know so their dismissal still blows my mind when I read that response you had there I could not get over it that is just extraordinary yeah, yeah. It, it, even if you know they uh, I mean it's just about wanting to be on the right side of history right so even if they pandered to me a little bit and went okay well, we don't really want to do an article but let's just kind of see where this goes let's see what comes out of it um, but nothing at all. And I think, you know, that's something I'm definitely going to talk to uh, Dr. Marvin Rappaport about is that pushback from the medical community. Where is that coming? 
I agree. I just, I, I genuinely, because it is, you don't, this is the thing, you don't need a medical degree to see what's happening. You know, it is common sense. Something has gone desperately wrong with this medication and it is happening on such a big scale now that surely they have to act responsibly and deal with this. You know, it's, it's, I, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine what would happen if this came out like, you know, and it became widely recognized. We would have something quite major on our hands in terms of people realizing, oh my God, I don't have eczema. Yeah. I have something else. I don't I think it's panorama quality. <laughs> I'm like surely there'll be an expose and we'll all be featured on panorama. No, exactly. And you know what's the interesting thing? I watch things sometimes about where something has gone horribly wrong. And I think, how did that ever get, how was that ever a thing? But it's happening with TSW. Like, it's a big cover-up and it's a big, you know, they are suppressing information that needs to get out there. Your whole reaction, is there anything that now, with the benefit of hindsight, you think you might have done differently? Uh, well, I mean, to me, to be honest, the second year mentally for me was the worst. Like, because I think for the first year I rode on the sort of belief that I was going to get better, you know, you know, and it was wonderful. But the further you get away from that initial, like, finding the answer, the more the doubt creeps in. And the problem with TSW is that we all know it's non-linear. So non-linear slap then you've got the whole medical profession that you've been conditioned to trust your whole life who are basically the people you turn to to say you know do this for your health are basically saying don't do this you've got to fight your own like you've got to fight like your symptoms getting worse sometimes you've got to fight the medical profession that's saying don't do this you've also got this ingrained thing of is it eczema like and You've got all these things at play. So the further you get away from that initial giving up steroids, the more you think, oh my God, what am I doing? This is crazy. So the doubt in the second year was like debilitating sometimes. I, for me, I would say the worst time was about month 17 to maybe 23. That six month period during the winter of, what is it, 2014, 2015 was awful on so many levels. And, you know, like I said, I would never have given up because I literally did feel like I didn't have any other option, but I was just in a bad place. And um, so I would, if I could look back, I just wish I could put a hand on my shoulder and say, you'll get through this. Just don't doubt, you know, just try and keep, you know, cause I, you know, I think like everything, like you say, hindsight is so redundant, you know, as a thing, but I wish I could just say to my TSW self, just, it, it really does get better every and just anytime I doubt just say it's a symptom of withdrawal which it is and I say that now doubt is a symptom of withdrawal and doubt can be the most painful symptom and you know I think that's what I would definitely change because I mean and probably that first month where I was really suffering eat the ice cream when I try thought oh maybe <laughs> should eat healthier but you know <laughs> Uh, apart from that I'm quite I'm quite pleased you know just yeah and after you when you look back when you kind of can pinpoint actually at that point I think I was probably you know 95% recovered did you then subsequently continue to have little flares 
that you were always worrying actually is that going to tip me back is this you know full tsw happening again or actually was it pretty linear did you kind of get better and that was you know good skin thereafter no it's interesting like especially the mental aspect after tsw was something i was not prepared for and there was zero literature on this online so i was like and I think that's also to go back to like why I blogged and why I shared my story is because I did want to document medically what happens after you get better. So um, when I, cause leading up to sort of making, cause I, I've talked about this before, I made quite a sudden recovery, I would say from TSW after about 26, 27 months. And it was literally like one day I was in withdrawal. The next day I looked in the mirror and I was like, something's changed and my mum was like oh my god um and so I was definitely making a you know like think like I didn't really have much of the burning which for me had been quite chronic throughout like the skin burning was it was a lot for the two years but yeah the maybe month or two leading up to it but because and to be honest like leading up to realizing I'd recovered I was I was sort of I'd given up sort of document I'd given up sort of I was just sort of riding the way so I never really overthought it so I wish I could go back and think that so I was definitely making a recovery but when I woke up and realized I'd recovered my skin was the best it had been ever and from that point so for about maybe a year or two after making a full recovery the only things I had were like some mild rashes sort of on my arms didn't really have anything on my face apart from some chapped lips um I had two isolated hand flares that still baffle me because they were both times I went to Switzerland Verbier in Switzerland it was bizarre like literally the second I like entered Switzerland my hands just bled and I couldn't understand <laughs> it and then when I got back they started healing rapidly. They're like, it's too expensive here. It's too expensive. Yeah, Get back on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it was Swiss. I'm sorry. Sorry to the Swiss, my hands. Um, but yeah, so it was bizarre. But, you know, apart from that, like mild rashes, um, which looking back, that is amazing. And I can't believe after sort of the extremeness of TSW to just have like the odd rash. And I believe like those like one, two years after TSW, it was more like, my system it was like but it was just like the last burning dregs like you know like it just it was so weak that like the odd rash came out just as a sort of fizzling i don't know but the problem that these rashes presented were that they triggered my anxiety and my ptsd so badly after tsw and i was just not prepared like mentally um i think it when i got better it was obviously wonderful and I couldn't believe it. And I appreciated all the small things, but there was almost like an element of shock as well, because something becomes your life and has been a part, like intense irritation is your life. Like certain things are just there. And then when they're not, it's a little bit surreal. So there was joy, there was also surrealness, um, but there was a lot of trauma. And, you know, I think I definitely had like a lot of doubt and like a lot of mental, symptoms during tsw but they hit me after really bad and that happens a lot in my life if i have pain of any kind it always hits me after always but yeah this was definitely the case with tsw so i remember um i got a rash once and you know just after recovering and i went from like up there to down lowest place so so dark i just 
because you don't see a rash, you see the trauma and you see sleepless nights, you see irritation, you see oozing, you see all the debilitating, awful symptoms of TSW. So for me, I would, I now say that it took me two years to recover physically and two years to recover mentally because that was definitely the case. I had some very, very bad sort of anxiety, sort of PTSD periods during that two, mm. two, two years after TSW. Um, and there were a lot of panic attacks um, and it was awful. Um, it was wonderful still, you know, it was amazing. Like I had skin freedom for the first time in my life, but you know, like anything, it's like the calm after the storm, you know, you've been in like a shipwreck for like, you know, you've been like in this storm and then you're just afterwards, you yeah. just got, you're in <laughs> like wreckage and you've got to like try and rebuild your life. And, you know, it's a lot, it's, you know, and I think this is why I say to people, be kind to yourself and try to remember what you're going through because this is not simple. You are basically rebuilding your body. You know, mm. your body is having to learn to fend for itself. Some mm. of us have been using this medication for like over 10 years. Some people like decades, you know, this is a, this is a big thing, you know, and it's a, you know, and I think we've got to make sure mentally that, you know, we're, you know, okay. Cause mm. it's a lot, it's going to take a lot from you. And it, it definitely took a lot from me you know it definitely changed me mostly for the better you know but there was some it was dark you know there was some hard times with it but then it was wonderful like about two years after you know um you know while I was dealing with the mental symptoms one day it just lifted and things had changed again and you know it's just it was you know even during the PTSD and stuff I mean DSW will hands down always be the best thing I've ever done for myself. It completely changed my life. <laughs> Hilariously, Cara, I've been like teeing up the question to ask you, you know, kind of if you went back and you were presented with the two paths of, okay, this is your TSW path, you're going to experience it and you're going to have this life afterwards. Or you could never experience that and just continue as you were. Which one would you choose? Oh, hands down, I would do exactly what I've done. Like, it, isn't that bonkers? Isn't that it, mental? It's nuts, isn't it? Like, because TSW taught me so much about me. It changed me. It just, I learned so much. I learned gratitude. I learned, I learned to appreciate everything. You know, I saw things so differently. I'm, I'm, I'm so deeply grateful. I just, I've learned so much from TSW in ways I was not expecting. And I think for most people who, you know, aside from TSW, I think most people do learn and grow from trauma of some kind, whether it's mental or physical. And I think, I think it, I think it can be a good thing. I think you do appreciate, you know, life and it's just the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. It yeah, I asked Louise the same question because obviously her her TSW was absolutely brutal as well. And um, she said the same. She would be like, I would go for it again for who I am today and the things I do today and the opportunities I've had and the people I've met. It's, yeah, it's mind-blowing that that can come out, especially when you're in the thick of it, you know, to know that, to hold on to that at the other side of this is something that you cannot expect is, it's just magical. Um, it really is, yeah. <laughs> so, Cara, tell me, kind of, what what's coming up for you next? What's happening for for Cara and next steps? And 
So honestly, I think it's more of the same, really. I um, have been writing for, um, I mean, ever since I started TSW, I've been writing. So I'm trying to, you know, I've been putting books out without any sort of, I've always wanted to do it, you know, as a career, you know, ever since I started writing, it just felt like the natural thing to do. So it's going to be a lot of books and a lot of, um, yeah, hopefully a lot of writing this year. Um, and that's, to be honest, like my main loves in life are writing and TSW, um, everything to do with TSW. So um, that will be kind of my life, sort of dividing those two passions in two, really. Um, and I'm about to move. So there's a lot. It's going to be quite a busy um, first part of the year, um, but also very exciting. So yeah, Amazing. Uh, yeah. writing, moving. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Well, we can't wait to see what you come out with next. Um, and Cara, if people want to like connect with you or, you know, find out about what books you've written, and where's the best place to go is it your blog spot I think yeah either my blog um which is tswcara.blogspot.com or alternatively just my instagram um which is instagram um forward slash what is it cara's next chapter um so yeah between the two <laughs> um that's probably the best place you can reach me amazing and all your books are they available on amazon or where where do people buy them yeah, they're predominantly available on Amazon for now, but I'm sort of my techophobic self. I'm very bad at um, putting them out there, but I'm slowly putting them on like Nook and all those other um, channels. So yes, they should be should be more wider this year. <laughs> Fantastic. Amazing. Well, look, it's been so, so lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for Likewise. joining us. Oh, it's been lovely. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Claire. Bye.